Okay, punters, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Ascot 1000 Guineas Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton, we are teaming up to record episode 116 of the 1-1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's just after 1pm on Thursday, the 24th of February. Pinjarra, Scarpside in action today. The first is just about to bounce. It's about 20 minutes away from race one. Uh, Jelton tomorrow, Ascot Saturday, and all eyes turn to the Great Southern for Mount Barker Cup Day this Sunday. Any morals at Geraldton and uh, Mount Barker coming up, Terry? Mate, don't like Geraldton at all. I uh, haven't had a pre-post bet, I don't think, which is very unlike me. I've only just seen the odds and they've been up for a few hours, so already been nibbled away at. But um, I do. I am doing Mount Barker the Savo once we finish here, and uh, yeah, I think there might be one at Mount Barker, but I got to got to keep the cards close to the chest, BJ. Fair enough, fair enough. So, uh, so yeah, there's uh, plenty of racing, WA racing, to get stuck into over the next four days. Okay, and remember to stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market, city, meets, get out, stakes competition, and we'll be having a week off, BJ. A week off. It's our first week off the Mastermind, the Mundaring Hotel Mastermind competition in anticipation of next week's Jockeys versus Trainers uh, edition. We need four jockeys. We need four trainers. Get your nominations in um, if you want to be involved or you want to nominate someone to be involved. Um, And we'll organise a little head-to-head competition, which will last seven weeks, BJ. The winner. The winner will get $500 voucher, runner-up $200 voucher. We better confirm that. I've just uh, <laughs> I've just yelled that out, but that's the equivalent of seven weeks, uh, something like that. Anyway, yeah, we're just having a week off to get ourselves organised between uh, Bone the Dream, Magic Millions, Russia invading Ukraine, COVID. Mm. We uh, <laughs> we've got uh, Butchie running out of vouchers. We're uh, we're having mm. a week off the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind, but. Can't wait to get stuck into that trainers versus jockeys tournament. Going to put a um, going to put a post up on Twitter later today cool. to tag trainers and jockeys in, and we can uh, we can get that tournament off the ground. Kick off on next Thursday's edition of the one one. Betfair Edge, Terry, what's happening? It's happening tomorrow. Not it's sure on. who's on. Not it's sure on. what time. Not sure what station. Not sure anything. <laughs> Miles will be there. I'll be there. We'll uh, yeah. we'll try and find some winners. Just do us a favour and download the app, eh? Just do that. Download the app. Yeah, yeah. download the app. Cracking app. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> download app. the app. Get Cracking some more. Uh, get some more guru and uh, on uh, the, bet, need, the bet fair edge. All right, let's get rolling uh, for Ascot One Thousand Guineas Day. It's uh, it's Saturday, February twenty sixth. Rails back mm. in the true position. We got a maximum of thirty-four is degrees. It? Is, is it true? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it depends where you look. It tells you a few different things, BJ. Oh, okay. Am Chris I... is one meter. Right. Chris is one meter, and uh, that's is um, true on the race book. So look, um, yeah, I might just quote exactly what I wrote at the start of my preview here, BJ, when discussing the um, the rail position at the moment so i've written the rail being at the one meter pad doesn't pass the smell test for me Mm. the last couple of times we've raced in the true position the rail has been off it's been horrible um absolutely ice cold clearly it's no good the last time we raced at the three meter pad bj which was 18 12 21 the rail was a big query that day too but most importantly the last time we were meant to race at the three meter pad because usually it obviously goes out in three meter increments per Saturday Metro meeting. It was skipped and we went straight from true to six. That's true. So on the recent data, it's a major watch on how that inside part of the uh, the track plays, BJ, because that's that's concerning. To me, that says that, that really might be um, 
struggle town. Yeah, and, and doing a bit of the lane data stuff that I do for Vince Cardi's daily sectionals, I've noticed recently the jockeys have been making a concerted effort, especially from, mm. say, the 250 uh, to the winning post of drifting away from the from the rails. So um, it's on the Saturday meetings, I know that naturally sometimes when they get tired, they wobble out, but it just feels like a bit of a pattern that they're, def- that they're you know, avoiding the inside as much as they possibly can. So, yeah. Mm. I agree. We'll wait and see what happens with uh, with this with this track on Saturday. But I've just just messaged one of my contacts to find to find out whether it is actually in one or true. But I imagine if it's one on Twitter, that that's definitely where it will be. It says true on Racing Victoria uh, the, in the Racing Australia website. True in the race book as well. One um, meter's on its own. Just being at the one meter pad, that just screams like, "Oh, what's going on?" Yeah, you know, that just screams trouble. Like, yeah, yeah, you don't often see that. So, anyway, monitor how it goes. Um, we may need to. Yeah, I think the key thing there is, I said, leaders are okay because it's usually in the straights. So they can get off the straight, but if you're going to settle one, two, three back the fence, you could be brown bread. So that's probably the the worst spot to be when the rail is off. Is well, it is clearly is rails in run behind horses. Okay. Very good. All righty, let's get going. Race one is the Bellis Racing Stables Plate, 1,200 metres for two-year-olds. This is a no-metro win. So I imagine with the feature, I think it's the Supremacy Stakes next Saturday, that they've made this a no-metro win race in order to uh, ensure, channel all the horses that have won a Saturday race to tackle the feature supremacy next week so basically this is a forty thousand dollar two-year-old maiden put it that way so mm-hmm. there's no winners in the race there's half the field of first starters but um the uh and one of them being the current favorite magna burma from uh the stephen miller yard unbeaten in two trials sean mcgrady takes the ride from gate three what have you made of the magna burma trials terry yeah good trials i'm <clears throat> i'm pretty keen not to get sucked into trials at the moment bj i think We've been sucked into quite a lot of good two-year-old trials and a lot of them aren't eventuating um, on the racetrack or aren't, aren't correlating to a good performance in the racetrack. So, look, I've got it on top, but I, it's not a race I have any interest in. Like this is, if this gets to $10, I don't bet. If it's it's $2.90 now, I, I just really don't know. I, I like Loopy's Babies through two trials, but yeah. with deb, with debutants that go forward, BJ, I really like um, I really like a 1,000 metres on debut. The 1,200s, it's a real test of stamina for a horse that's never raced before, so over the sprint journey. So... Because I, I simply just have no idea, and I was hoping you were going to tip me the winner. Yeah, I mean, those trials have been really encouraging. The thing I liked about the Magna Burma trials is half missed the kick first up, sat, went between horses and still won the heat. And then mm-hmm. last start, Sean McGrady began well and sent it to the front. So it wasn't as if it was just jump and run on both occasions. Uh, it was able to show a little bit of versatility. So I imagine Sean will be uh, eager to, to lead. But in saying that, if something comes across with pace, he it won't be won't be a big issue for Magna Burma to take the sit, um, land third, fourth in running, and and still still be able to produce its best. I thought Rajuva King was excellent on debut. Three wide with cover, ran on well. Santorio, the run was slightly inferior to Santorio, but that horse has then, since gone on and uh, ran an excellent second last Saturday. So the Rajuva King form reads well, but again, it's probably going to have to be in the three or four wide moving line peeling and having a crack from there from uh with chris panamon from gate 12. i thought that star power actually quite liked star power on debut in the 
initial play, and it might have even had something on actually. It's run last, but its trials before that were good. Recent trials were good, were excellent, including a second to Magna Burma, where it appeared as though Brad Parnham had a bit in the tank. One horse who I thought might be able to run a cheeky race at a price was Penny on the Queen. Good run on, good run first up behind Saintoria, and then was three wide, no cover, and was still still looked a genuine winning chance at the 150, but just peaked on its run uh, in the uh, Saintorio, same race as Rejuva King, in fact, two weeks ago. But just need, it's, it's drawn 13, so uh, tough steer there for Lucy Warwick. But I just like the way that it it sort of. Tramp wide, did plenty of work and still boxed on. So maybe Penny on the coin. I think it's a, it's a bit of a price at the moment. About eighteen dollars at the moment. I was quite. I thought that that debut was solid and the second up run was better than it, than it reads numerically. So that could be the blow up. For, but for me, I think it's either Magna Burma, Rejuva King, Star Power, Penny on the Queen. But the trials, the two trial wins and the inform Sean McGrady, Stephen Miller. I think Magna Burma definitely the horse to beat on debut. Yeah, it's funny. I got Penny of the Queen in my numbers, uh, BJ. I had it drawn a gate and it been uh, half the price. I probably would have been pretty interested, but geez, very hard from uh, from 13. That first uh, debut, third behind Santorio, um, she sort of got, Lucy sort of got held up on the rail for a second. The yep. horse had to pick up and sprint, which is a yep. really nice attribute to have as, as a horse on debut to be able to do that. So, uh, look, if she can find a three-wide line and, and sort of find the winning run Santorio did that day, yeah, she can win, and yeah, if, if if I was having a bet without again, I haven't deep dived this like I should. She she does look a reasonable price at twenty one. Yeah, I mean, well, Magna Burma, what three dollars roughly? Mm. Star Power, do you really want to back Star Power five dollars? Loopy's Lady five fifty. They're they're all winning chances, but for me, they're all just a touch touch unders from yep. what I've got. Yep. Um, Rejuva King's probably a touch unders considering this. So the, the value in the race at the moment, I had Penny, Penny on the Queen marked $11. So there's a bit oh. of 18s available at the moment. So Oof. that might be the go in uh, in race one. Eddie. Money Maley, get us off to a flyer. Yeah. Race number two, the Glenroy Schaff <laughs> handicap, BJ. Over the... Uh, over the one thousand meters, um, with with my nemesis, with my my Lex Luthor, pink carrots. What a, this horse! I tell you what, absolutely went, absolutely went dog in first up, and I think it was threes to a dollar eighty. Thought you beauty, here we go, and went like uh, still hasn't finished. It went absolutely horrid, and then um, second up, second up only. I think I, I didn't go guts in second up, but I had enough on to care and. Um, yeah, it was just so-so, second up, and then clearly wasn't on. And then, no, then I was on Agent Kensington, at, 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 uh, and Pink Carrots knocked it off at about 10, 10 11 to 1. And, um, yeah, last start, Pink Carrots, I think that last start victory, even though it was an on-pace day, to sit outside Acromantula, who had the rail and had the run in front, and to get past Acromantula with a big gap back to third, that's better form than this race. And she only goes up – he, sorry, only goes up the, um, the one kilo, BJ. So, look – I think he's a hard horse to trust, and I'm not going to be taking this two dollars thirty, two dollars forty. We're looking at it at the minute, um, but he's yeah, he, he's the one to beat BJ. If he's a happy horse in the run, I think they just allow him to flop out. If if that means he leads, if that means he settles last, I just don't think you can rev him up and then try and control him because he fights uh, Paddy. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think the plan is just sort of let him come out at his own steam, and he sort of ends up where he does. Last start that was the breeze. The prior start, it well, was third last. Um, I, was, I was surprised to see him so strong on the line after mm. facing the breeze last uh, last start because if, you know, 
the two times that we were on first up, second up, he just never settled, <laughs> never settled at all. Uh, and then then Simon A has obviously done some work with him behind the scenes and in combination with Paddy Carberry worked him out. And that win last start was what I guess we expected from this four-year-old mm. uh, to go, to step up to the rating 66 company, sit outside at Ascot, 1,000-meter specialist in Acromantula, uh, run reasonable time. Uh, was yeah it was that was the result it was okay well this is this is the horse that he's on his way to being the horse that we thought he was going to be pink carrots and um, credit to the stable Simon A Miller for getting him right and uh, getting him switched on to produce his best on race day but definitely the horse to beat but seriously we've we've missed the uh, the main the main uh, the main item on the agenda for race two the Glenroy Chaff handicap material Brandon. witness versus some oh. sort. Uh, Terry Layton versus Cripps, Hollingworth, and Walker. Um, what up? What up? What a uh, let's let's start with your horse, Material Witness. Scratched, <clears throat> scratched from last Saturday with a future nomination. So you're heading towards this race. The yep. 20 days between runs feels a bit more suitable for for this fellow. Get back running on. What are your thoughts? Can you get over the? T- can you at least beat home some sort? Uh, we'll definitely beat home some sort. That's that's yeah. the only instruction, actually. I couldn't care less if we beat the others. <laughs> as long as we beat home, I don't really mind too much about beating Crip and Dane. I just want to beat Walker. Um, <laughs> so as long as we beat some sort, I'm happy. Um, no, but seriously, I think um, I talk about horses that you just forgive runs down the chute, like ones they fail down the chute. Material witness is probably the opposite. We now need to prove um, that we can run to a similar level uh, around a bend. So look, from the awkward mm-hmm. gate... Bit of speed in this. I, I hope the plan is just to ride him cold. If a three wide line eventuates, fair enough. But otherwise, just you might almost just have to look for gaps a bit, like we did down the yep. chute, um, and hope yep. to accelerate through. Like the your three leading horses are some sort probably leads. Olga Louisa, Breeze, and I've got crammed and punching three deep. Um, so do I. Yeah, just causing a, a nice little traffic jam in your front. Look, I'm some sort can win, but I'm always happy taking on a horse coming off a setback with pads going on. That's just me. So yeah. So um, we scratched from a race. When was that? Last week or couple two of weeks, weeks ago? A couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah with, a, with a hoof abscess, but it was on the morning yep. of the race. So yep. um, it, was, it came out like late. So uh, yep. coming off a setback, 28 days between runs for some sort. Yeah. So the 1,000 metres, the rail, everything ticks the boxes there for it to run a, a nice race. But it's just my standard procedure that we're <clears throat> pretty happy to take those on and mark horses accordingly in that sense. So if those three, as I suspect, they will, I think Olga Louise at 40 to 1 actually is over the odds. If, if some sort comes out right, BJ, um, and Olga Louise is probably deducted down to 30. Each way, that is mm-hmm. such a good bet for the horse that will lead with only potentially crammed and in the breeze. Um, yeah, you can forgive its last couple. I don't think it can run a race um, breezing. That's the issue. So if some sort does come out again, um, I'd be having something on uh, Olga Louise. But um, if those three all sort of collapse and it turns into a race off speed, um, I think that's where Material Witness can, can play his part. So, um, yeah, Pink Carrot's clearly on top for me, BJ. But, um, yeah, I think my bloke will get to a, a backable price for me. I'm hoping we see 10 bucks late. Yeah, Pink Carrot's for me as well, but I am hoping for something with a three in front of it. I don't know whether I'll see that. I'm not, betting. I'm not yep. betting unless I see a three. That's yep. that's a blank. That's a clear rule. It went up 260. I think Brad went up 260 this morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, it has to be a three. Otherwise, I'm not backing Pink Carrots. I marked Miss Frost $8. Went very disappointingly first up. She's better than that. Luke Fernie is – they're flying at the moment. He's coming off a winning double 
at Ascot last Saturday, the first two races on the card. We know what her best is like. Holly Watson goes on claiming three. Uh, no surprise to see Miss Frost bounce back to a bit of form after a first up failure, 33 days between runs. If she gets out to, I don't know, $14, $15, something like that, Miss Frost could be could be something that I might entertain as well. But Pink Carrots with a three in front of me will do, and we'll be keeping an eye on the material witness versus uh, some sort mm. as they cross the line. The main event. Also, the only other horse I want to mention for those doing an early quad, even if this is part of it, is uh, our boy Dylan is a super horse fresh. You look back at all of our boy Dylan's runs, um, like all of his trials or his fresh runs when he doesn't trial, they are super. He's basically never beaten. Um, He maps to land in a great spot and he's one that – the market will probably completely forget. So I'm $8.70, our boy Dylan. So if it gets out to $15 plus, I'm willing to have something on, uh, on Dill. Very good. Race three, hang on. Race three, this is your one, isn't it, Terry? Race, Race three. three. Ah, the the experience more. Quake Lane. <laughs> the handicap. Key Clean. I don't know. Quake Clean. Whatever. Do you know what this race should be called? Yeah. The grow up, Brad. This should be the grow up, Brad. <laughs> this should be the grow up. So Brad. so put a put a big red line through the Quake yep. Lane and uh, rename this race the uh, the Grow yep. Up, Brad. In the grow up, yeah. This is definitely the grow up. So, um, why is it the grow up, Brad? What's happened? What's happened? What, what's yeah. what, what's he done? Well, I'm just going to have a quick look at the the current market um, for this race. I think most people are pretty keen on Secret Deploy. Best price I can see is two dollars thirty on three six five. It's then two dollars twenty five with a couple of others, but uh, yeah, nothing above two dollars thirty. Bj Sports Bet two hundred five. Yep, sports bets two hundred five. So I'm two dollars twenty, um, and I'm. I thought I was potentially even a touch along with my market. Mm-hmm. Bradley's gone up four dollars twenty. What do you reckon? Do you reckon he needs to grow up? Was that a typo? No, I don't think so. No, <laughs> wasn't it supposed to be two forty. No, he's gone up the four dollars twenty. <laughs> no, he's gone. He's gone up the. Uh, he's gone up the four dollars. If it went up with a three in front of it, I probably would have given him a grow up to go in front of a. With the four in front of it, yeah. Tell you what, he's been in. He's been in good Nick yeah. lately too, Bradley. Yeah. yeah, we've had some pretty honest battles on the on the Thursday yeah. mornings. Um, but um, yeah, I think with normal luck, I might uh, I might have him covered here. I, I really like Secret Deploy mm. as a horse. It's a, it's a risky proposition as a bet. If you're getting any shorter, I'm not backing. I'm not going to be able to finish my bet unless I get two dollars. 50, 60, 70 plus type thing. Just want to look at Brad's opening market just to see. Yeah, great charade. Not great charade. Um, Crystal Dane went up favourite. So he was the 340, just for the listeners, just for context, he went up 340 Crystal Dane and whatever, 420 Secret Deploy. Okay. Yep. Guard the safe, $7. $8 Cobb Co. That's about right. I think I'm yeah. at eight dollars. Cobb Co. It's just yeah, secret deployer. I cl- I always click and put it in market order, and I didn't yeah. see its name up the top. The first, like the very first little thing, I think is oh, it must be scratched. You know, it must must can't be in the race. Bradley hasn't cooked it that much that so he hasn't got it on top anyway. <laughs> stop picking on Bradley, Bj. That's enough, Bj. Seriously, the, the thing that's with enough. the thing with secret deployer, Brad aside, is that the the money was monstrous first up as well. I think the first flight uh, on a day where on a day you yeah. couldn't make ground. So was, I think the first flight was four dollars into two ninety or something like that, and mm-hmm. yeah, and it was just it jumped out of the ground late. It was a get on me next start run for sure. Certainly was. We're going to need some luck again. Um, he hasn't stepped all that well uh, at the trial or his most recent run, so I'm sure they'd like to land a few spots closer here because. It's Crystal Dane and even Cobb and Co who will land up just behind him. They, they both go pretty good, so he doesn't want yeah. to be giving him too big a head start, but. Um, 
Yeah, secret to please my my early tip for the the WATC Derby, BJ mm-hmm. in a, in a couple of months' time, and um, yeah, I think he with normal luck and he's close enough to him, he gets the job done, he gets it done well. In saying that, for a back marker, I'm definitely not diving in at two ten, two twenty. So um, I'll only be pulling the trigger again at something north of two fifty, and that'll be uh, dependent on um, how much ground they're making in the first couple, whether I allow myself to go down to two thirty or I want three dollars or something like that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, secret deploy for me. Keep it nice and. Yeah, I was uh, like, I, I wasn't Brad type prices. I was sort of two sixty ish secret deploy. I felt that was about the just from a map point of view the the shortest I could have got it in my in my market. It's just with Crystal Dane uh, flying rolling. Um, we'll give it. We'll make sure that secret deploy. We'll keep it honest. That's for sure. And, and also, I, I Cobb Coes is a really really nice horse, isn't he? Three wide no cover and a slowly run midweeker the other day. Just went under. He's going to get a nice. Good form Tra- reference too. Nice trail with Jason Whiting going back on gate four. Um, it's a bit of a bit of a gift for Cobb and Co. So they're the three, but Secret Deploy looks the winner. Looks a really progressive horse from the Adam Durant yard, and be interesting to see uh, how far he, whether he can get the twenty four hundred meters of the of the Derby. I know that Adam's got two. What's he got? Two or three in the feature to uh, the. The Lex Piper, and this isn't one of them. So interesting to see that Secret Deploy has gone through the graduation pathway on this occasion, and then no doubt he'll step up and have a crack at the at the Roberts next start, depending on how well he goes, of course. But yeah, it does look the race for Secret Deploy. We'll see what he's made of on Saturday, and um, yeah, uh, Brad could be could be uh, laughing all the way to the bank if he flashes late for and just misses to catch Crystal Dane. But my tip is that he'll catch Crystal Dane and be very impressive in victory. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. Race four is, speaking of the Lex Piper stakes, here we go. It's a Lex Piper over a mile. It's a listed $125,000 three-year-old Colts and Gelding set weights and penalties. And, of course, tricks of the trade, the very short price favorite again, once again. Mm. Um, this fellow is looking for his seventh win from only eight starts. Troy Turner keeps them out. And, once again, tricks of the trade has uh, – has uh, had some favours at the barrier draw. He's drawn two, so he should get the run of the race stepping up to the mile after uh, after winning the challenge two weeks ago. Yeah, look, <laughs> I... I don't really have a strong opinion on this race, apart from the fact I do. I think these punters that are back in tricks of the trade into um, winks like odds every start, they're going to get their fingers burnt eventually. I, I think tricks of the trade's good, but I don't think it's a dollar fifteen, dollar twenty good. I know it's been winning, so I can't. I shouldn't be knocking it too much, but um, yeah, you, you want a certain level of performance for a horse to be going around at a dollar twenty type thing, BJ. So I think it's closer. What are we talking here? Dollar sixty. Yes. Yeah, dollar sixty around the board. Dollar fifty, dollar sixty depends where you look around the board. Uh, I still think that's a little bit under. I think this is an even money pop here, so probably go around. Um, or we'll go around below my price again. I'm hoping a big wobble of money, and and we see a, a little bit of a wild price. I'm willing to consider most of these, whether it be here me seeing he's a lucky lad Henchard or um, no, just just those. So I'm not going to consider let's deal uh, from the gate okay. page. Um, so I'm willing to consider those three if there's some type of wild drift, but. Yeah, just more watching this race from a, a WATC Derby point of view and maybe a futures bet type thing. Um, Tricks of the Trade's head of the yep. market. If there's any wobble or any type of failure, that market will be turned on its head and there could be some value if you're quick enough to sort of dive in straight off the race. Yeah, so Tricks of the Trade, when we spoke about it two weeks ago, it was 
umming and ahhing whether it should have been as short as it was. I think it was dollar forty-five or something at the time, uh, maybe even longer. It only, it only got shorter. And uh, I said, oh, I don't think it, I don't think it's a dollar forty-five pop. Anyway, it's it's uh, got into a dollar eighteen. Official um, SP was a dollar twenty, so. Couldn't couldn't have got that much wrong and uh, no. more incorrect. And then and then he's sort of got got into a bit of a pickle. Hemi Singh with Paul Harvey uh, sort of stacking and racking, pinched a break, and tricks of the trade showed his class. I think it was the fastest last four hundred, fastest last two hundred of the day to get the result by a long neck. So that was a that was a good win. And just with the the way that this race maps out and the run he's going to get. In transit, you imagine the only way he's gonna he's gonna get rolled would be uh, like a spike from one of the other runners or trouble. Not, so, and that's not impossible. Yeah, and trouble's also not impossible from the inside gate if horses are around you and you're on that fence. Like we've just yep. spoke about, that fence could be a little bit of a a little bit of a wobble. So um, yeah, I, I'm just I'm just wary. I just wish I was confident on something to beat him so I could hop in each way with one. But I, as I said, I, I, I'm I'm not. So okay. Yeah, so it's good. For, for mine, it's going to be a big test with the blinkers going on. Let's deal. Just thought he was a little bit. He was. The stable feels as though he, that he wasn't suited by the tempo the other day. I don't think he's going to get any better tempo on Saturday. But the blinkers go on. It's going to be interesting to see what, what difference that makes to Let's Deal. But I think his D Day is the 1800 in two weeks' time. And we'll see what he's made of uh, the, the done deal, three old Let's Deal when he gets up over 1800 and, and further. But um, just going to be a big watch on him. We we thought he w- he might have posed a bit of a threat first up, uh, sorry, second up in the challenge to Tricks of the Trade. Blinkers go on up to the mile, but I think maybe the 18 is going to, is we're going to, we're going to find out what, what he's made of in two weeks' time. But yeah, Tricks of the Trade, uh, very, very, very nice horse and um, deserves to be favourite for the uh, for the Lex Piper uh, on Saturday. All right, so with no Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind this week, Terry, just to remind our listeners that we'll be getting our Jockeys versus Trainers tournament up and running for next week's edition of the 1-1. But with no Mastermind, we move straight into race five, the Tab Touch, Better Your Bet Handicap, graduation over the 1800 metres and TK Layton is once again in the ownership. Here we go. Bob Jr. Yes. Bob Jr. Saddle, Saddlecloth number 10, Peppy Jack. What can you tell us? This is Peppy Jack, Jack Grant Williams, TK Layton. What it's can you tell us about setup, this? It's a different setup, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Even for me, this is a bit of a different setup. First go, I think it's a horse's first go past a mile as well. So yeah. uh, we should have got we should have got the Hawk on the show to give us a rundown. Uh, old Christian Hawkins. Um, we should have, actually. Yeah, yeah we should have got the big the big Hawk on the show. He's an, an entertaining man as well, BJ. I reckon there would have been a few more years tuning in if we got the Hawk on. But, um, if, he still yeah, his trainers, if he still had his trainer's license, he could have been one of the trainers in the Mastermind quiz. He would have loved yeah, that. He could have been. I don't know if I would have yeah. been as excited about buying in it if it was Kay Hawkins compared to G. <laughs> Williams. <laughs> no, no offence, Kay. Kay. Christian, yeah, his name. Um, yeah look, I, I think it's a big watch up to the 1800, but tell you what, BJ, he's not going to find a better map, is he? No, this is this has got uh, Peppy Jack lead comfortably written all over it. Uh, yeah. What have you got breezing by it, just out of curiosity? I thought Overthought might roll forward and breeze. Yeah, I I am. Um, it's it's Overthought. It's try for us. It's a lay a lay with more aggression. Yeah. Uh, it's probably not Blazing Away. It's the obvious one. And I, I this will sound funny after how good its last win was, but I'd go forward on Blazing Away because I think it's a really nice horse on speed. I think it can be ridden either way. Uh, Kerman Rock is a horse that they can kick up. Um. Yeah. Do they, street do they fairs, want to lead street fairs jumping. No, I don't think so. Street fairs jumping really nicely, so might end up there by default if the rest don't.
won't go forward. Um, but yeah, I you know, you know the horse who, who could who could be a bit of a fly on the ointment horse, not from a lead, but maybe a mid mid race move point of view could be like the a pearl. Pearl, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This this race to me had mess written all over it. It was a race where. The two market elects, like she's a sweet deal. You have to now admit, BJ, she's a sweet deal. Is going around under the odds continuously. Like it's it's it hasn't it's not it's just not as good as last start run by Overthought. Compare that to the run of she's a sweet deal, and the run of she's a sweet deal is significantly poorer than Overthought. Um, in saying that, I've marked I've actually marked she's a sweet deal favorite here, but I've marked it a five dollar eighty favorite on the fact that it's got Clint Johnson Porter back on from the good gate. Uh, they'll have it probably close to the one one. Um, yeah, but I, I just I've said it from the start. This this horse isn't that good. It's just yeah, overrated by the market. Yeah, I just think I think there's I don't know if there's an issue there or something. But the way that she's lays ability in, just, ability. Yeah, I don't know if it's ability. That's the issue. I think it's just the way that it, the way that it lays in was is concerning. So I think um, got beaten two the other day, and, and Brad Pun just had a real trouble keeping her straight and off heels. But um, but yeah, like I. Stepping up to eighteen hundred, she's gonna. She won't have to do much work from four. CJP is gonna have a. She won't be last like she was the other day. She won't have to. Won't have to make her such a sustained run. But um. But yeah, yeah. Um. Jury's definitely out on. She's a sweet deal. That's for sure. Yeah. This is this is her most winnable race of the campaign. Yeah. Um. Without doubt, it's just. Um, it's just, yeah, where she's at, what price you're willing to take uh, type thing. Try for us at 3.30. That's under the odds, BJ. It's a horse that um, struggles to well, struggles to win a huge amount of races. But from that gate, Chris goes right back or Chris goes forward and is the breeze horse. So there's no way I'm even contemplating $3.30. I think I'm about $6.50. Um, yeah, right. Alea is going, okay. yeah, that's too long, isn't it? Try for us, too short? Yeah, I was I – was 420, 440 mm. flicking between there. So I just um, more had all these really bunched. I didn't I didn't think there's much between all these I was runners. Si- I was $6. I was $6. She's a sweet deal. So well, there, yeah, I'm 580. So there you go. We're yeah. basically in codes. And then I was like, Kerman, Kerman overthought Peppy 950 ish. So um, I'm, I'm $20 plus Peppy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, just just yeah. What price did, I know what that, price did Brad? What price did Brad go up? Six six fifty because he he sees Respect. the name and he, he just Respect. shows a bit of a bit of R E S P E C T. Find out what it means to me. Um, but I uh, I'm I'm going to do something which is going to it's going to I know it'll upset Deckham Shembury I reckon, but um, oh, I'm going to I'm going to tip. I'm going to take the late price. I'm not going to take the. I think it's about fifteen bucks at the minute. I'm going to wait. I think Street Fair is flowing. Okay? Yeah, and I yeah. yeah I haven't backed a, a Brett Pope winner. In 26 years, I think, roughly. Um, yeah, I, I, it's been a long time since Pope and I have, have combined, since I've gone to the confessional, VJ. <laughs> um, but Street Fair is absolutely low-flying. The win two starts ago, it was unlucky, um, got the gap late uh, and won well, beat Speedbird that day, who's clearly going pretty well. Um, the thing that Street Fair is doing at the moment, which he hasn't done in campaigns gone by, he's jumping and travelling really well. Like he's yeah. travelling, like even last start, the reason he was back last because Lucy drew 12, 12 of 12. Yeah. So she went back to last, she found trouble, got out with 100 to go, hit the line, you know, hit the line really, really nicely. There was nothing wrong with the run. Well, I like the, the rise line, to eight. Hit the line as well as Speedbird. Who went around and had an uninterrupted run? They went to the line together. Exactly. But Street Fair was a better run, so Ex- exactly right. Yeah. So look from here, I'm expecting positivity from Loose. I'm hoping I, in my mind, I've got the the ideal setup is is Street Fair ends up in the breeze with Trifrost or something coming around, and then yeah. taking the breeze, and we end up with the one one. 
Um, but I, I don't know how it's going to work out. I, I just want some degree of positivity to land in the first five or six. Um, yeah, and put yourself into the race. I, I think it's far from a certainty. I'm seven fifty eight bucks type thing uh, from memory. I wasn't super short or anything. But um, yeah, I just think street field go around over the odds. And in a very open race, I'm happy to avoid the favourites and, and look for something each way. And that's me. Okay. All right. Yeah, I've got try for us on top. I just love the way that she. I mean, she beat losing ticket the other day, so no, yeah. Obviously, the class meant that she drew clear late, but that was that was um, that was a really good win at, at Albany. Following up from she just got nailed late by Jadavi. Holy Enchantment third in that race. Uh, Jadavi's won since. Holy Enchantment's won six, and prior to that, ran third to Chevelle de Varga and Trade War. So all the forms there for try for us. Uh, for me, it looks the horse to beat. I, I'm yeah. I think that's really good insight about Street Fair. I watched that replay about five times, trying to make a strong case for for um, Street Fair on Saturday as well. But uh, for mine, I just thought Overthought is the one. I've been waiting for this mare. But I've found her a couple of times at a price. She was three wide, no cover the entire in that all-man race midweek um, over a mile at Belmont. Recently, Jerry Noski can go forward with a reasonable run. Overthoughts, I think she's just about cherry ripe to, to win one of these type of races. So for me, I thought try for us deserves to be favourite and is the, is uh, heads my market. But Overthought might be the bet for me. Tell you what, I was an overthought last start at about $16, $17 each way, and it was a uh, tragedy. Deep the trip kept coming. It was just so big, BJ. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, for me, is the worries, the map. I don't like, I don't think overthought wins from the breeze, but if Jerry can find a spot midfield cover peeling, yeah, definitely can win. So, um, yeah. Run this race 10 times, you get seven different results. Yeah, I agree. All right. Race six is the Schweppes Ascot 1000 Guineas listed. 125000 for the three-year-old fillies en route to the the time-honoured WA Oaks. Now, this is a set weights and penalties race, Terry. Not one of these fillies has earned a penalty. So all 12 are on the 54 minimum. So it's fair to say this isn't a vintage edition of the Ascot 1000 guineas. And with the... uh, Chrissy Parnham put up a tweet for the first time in about seven years. (laughs) It was his first ever... uh, Oh, he just said... um, can't remember the last time the number one saddle cloth uh, had 54 kegs. Yeah. 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 Quite incredible. So it is incredible. So, and I think when you look at the WA Oaks nominations and and um, when they were released earlier this week and saw, I guess, how thin they appear right now, it's no surprise that the, um, that the, the, like there's no, that there's no real uh, high quality fillies. At the moment, anyway, engaged in the Ascot Guineas, a thousand Guineas on Saturday. So, as I said, all twelve are on the minimum, fifty-four kilos with with no penalties earned. In saying that, Saddlecloth number one, Fine Romance, is coming off two stakes race performances, second in the Breeders behind Tricks of the Trade, fourth in the Challenge behind Tricks of the Trade. I thought that that last up fourth in the Challenge was excellent, and I think Fine Romance for me stands out. I think she's one of the better bets of the day on Saturday. Yeah, she does stand out, doesn't she, BJ? She's yep. um, yeah, just panels wise. Like as as you said, there's the rest of them don't have those um, those names or numbers in their uh, in their form guide. She's a so you think Philly. She should only be getting better uh, with ground. Um, yeah, the only knock I found uh, with with Fine Romance was it's taking a little bit of time for Hayden and Bob to click. There's been a lot of short price favourites in the Cerise and White for um, that have gone under um, under the under Hayden uh, and Bob. So it's taking a little bit of time uh, for for those two to click. But um, yeah, that's at a stretch. Looking for 
an issue there. How reliable, how good do you, you see Patrick Carberry's name on a, on a Bob Peters favourite in a feature, you just feel, you feel the degree of safety, don't you? Oh, it warms the heart at the moment. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, he's just, he's, uh, so, he's riding him an absolute treat. Oh, just watching that tape the other day from Fine Romance, the, the three wide, four wide line just impacted her ability to run a place in that Tricks of the Trade race the other day. Uh, it was fo- Patty was following Tricks of the Trade and then there was three wide was Unicorn and then Elite Fighter made a run at them four wide. And that sort of meant that Paddy, instead of following Tricks of the Trade through, who was held up, he had to get off and go around. And in that, that, that's when the race really ramped up in that moment. And um, Fine Romance sort of wobbled around the bend, balanced up and ran the third fastest last 200 of the day. So up to 1,800 metres, uh, nice sort of draw where Paddy can land midfield-ish, uh, kept out of trouble, I think. You know, working into the race three and four wide on the turn, I think Fine Romance might put a gap on these late. Missfield, obviously, improving from a good yard. Uh, made Henchard work for the win last start. Uh, stands out as a second elect for me, but I think Fine Romance um, has got Do these. Do you know who they named that horse up? you know who they named that horse after? Who? Missfield? Breadbags. Iron Gloves, McChev. Missfield. Missfield. Missfield, right. That's, right. that's a joke. That's a joke purely for uh, Crip and Dane, I think. But, uh, yeah, McChev. Yeah, McChev. Iron Gloves. So, so what's, uh, what's, the, what's the background there? So, Breadbags, was, was he a wicket keeper at some know. stage, was he? No, they, they still play, I think, their Sunday comp. I think Breadbags is actually quite the accomplished sportsman, to be honest. I think they just like to take the piss out of him a little bit. But, uh, right, no, they, right. They call him Iron Gloves McChev. They wanted the race name to be Iron Gloves McChev, the Breadbags McChev <laughs> handicap. So, <laughs> yeah, they, they reckon he doesn't mind a little bit of a Freddie fumble occasionally. But BJ, BJ, um, very keen. I'm with you with Fine Romance. This is my main betting race of the day. I'm having a, a double play. As long as we're getting high twos, Fine Romance. Yes, I was yes. I was about 240, I think. What were you? 250. 250, there you go. So as long as we're getting high twos, Fine Romance. I'm happy having half my race investment on um, mm. on Fine Romance. But there's one that's just come up that far after, over my odds. I have to back each way, and that's Constant Dreaming. It's a horse. Yeah. I've been a big fan of what's the what's the relation BJ to um, Tina Kutu and Kiora Kutu? Oh, Rela- relation that, that yeah, that's oh. not my my strength. But there, he's part of the Kiora Kutu Tina Kutu family. Constant yeah, so dreaming. Aloha Miss, the mother of Constant Dreaming, is a half sister to Kia Ora Kutu. Yeah, I'll tell you what, we've had a lot of success with that family and the yeah. under. So Kira or Kutu ran, uh, ran third in a Victoria Derby as a three-year-old. So yeah. very good haul. Went across, started equal favourite, I think. Joey has a party, went across to ride it. Joey um, has a party, yep. Yeah. Uh, so first, uh, Constant Dreaming is one that uh, I think Lath and I actually, uh, we discussed it pre after its trial and we said, geez, this is going around at 20 to 1 with uh, CJP in the saddle and um, it went to uh, went to Northern and we locked in the 20 to 1, jumped 20 to 1 as well. They were best part of and um, Clint, uh, he found some trouble in the straight, BJ. One of, I reckon that was the toughest watch of the entirety of 2021 for me. Um yeah, that was that was painful. It was it was a good thing beaten. Uh, one, it's maiden at its next start near a race. They absolutely walked, so it doesn't look big beating Lucia Manette by a half. But they walked, and for a horse like a Kira Kuta, Tina Kuta, or a Constant Dreaming, it's it's not going to suit that style of runner to go slowly and then try and out sprint them. So good job to get it done. Started favourite in a class one. He tried to go forward from a wide gate, got caught in no man's land. The trip, it's pretty brave not to be beaten that far. Um, the reason BJ, I think we're seeing thirty to one here and not seeing eight or nine dollars, is the recent run in Jelton. Now. Love me Jelton form, as you know. Um, 
what they tried to do at Geraldton, and they were choiceless from the gate, is they tried to go between runners in the straight and tried to sort of build momentum up and stop and start between runners. That That's not this family's go. That's not no. how this family has traditionally um, shown their best. They're, they're wind-up horses coming down the outside, getting into races, uh, being allowed to stride, basically. So not too perturbed about that. It would have just been a little hit out um, with this race in mind, I'm sure. Um yeah, I've marked a second favourite. I'm $6.50. So at the time of recording, I think there's up to 34 available with some agencies. Um, yeah, I think she's yeah anywhere from 26 to 34 okay. across I was, the board. I was, uh, uh, I was 16 for Constant Yeah, I, I'm yeah. probably too short. I know that. But I, it was very similar last week with Without Reason. I was about 7 bucks. It was 31s. Jump 15s. I, I'd be surprised if this one's jumping, not jumping half the price it, it currently is as well. So um, Clint's gone on reliable choice, Beach. I'm... Confused about that. I mean, reliable choice is twelve hundred yeah. up to eighteen hundred, and it couldn't lift its legs um, in that class one. Like I, I always expect improvement from from Bob's horses as I get up in trip, but there's a lot against reliable choice here, and um, yeah, it can it can go around without my money. But the way Lucy's going at the moment, all I see is I'm getting a jockey who's giving me a bigger price, and she rides these middle distant horses really nicely. So um, yeah, I'm not too perturbed about Lucy. Um, uh, being on instead of Clinton. Yeah, 30 bucks each way. Off we go. Fine romance to win. Constant dreaming each way. This is the main play of the day. Very good. Yeah, you made a strong case there for Constant Dream. Lucy Warwick, she just, you can tell that she's got a spring in her step at the moment, though, and the horses are, are really loving loving her uh, when her confidence is up. So I can see exactly where you're coming from there. But yeah, for me, I think uh, stretching out 1,800 metres, fine romance. Let's go. Uh, in the Ascot 1000 Guineas. All right, race seven is the Amelia Park. Where are we? Amelia Park Handicap. 1,200 metres. It was a 72 plus. Been scaled up. It's now a 71 plus. Bit of speed engaged. Um, interesting runner. Patristic having its first start for David Harrison. How good was Four, the trial? 489 days between runs coming off a excellent trial behind Pans Down and Riverbow. How good was the trial? Excellent trial, but um, the horse that most people will no, will no doubt be attacking is number six, comes a time, blinkers go on, last start second behind Clairvoyance in the Duchemus at Pinjara, and we all know what uh, Clairvoyance... Actually, prior to that, ran second to this will test you. So this will test you and Clairvoyance have both won listed races since defeating comes a time. So um, yeah. sort of makes a bit of sense, doesn't it, with uh, Michael Grantham looking, up, looking to uh, record his first win since taking over the training of comes a time. Yeah, it doesn't read too badly, does it? Uh, second mm. by length to clairvoyance. That's, uh, that ticks a few boxes. So, um, yeah. Uh, the best part about this race, I love betting in races that have pretty obvious maps. So I think you'll find Kenny yeah. Luck leads, Lipstick Flickers Breeze. Yeah. Mood Swings will try and kick up and hold the back of Kenny Luck and Comes a Time will try and kick up and hold the back of Lipstick Flickers. Um, I really like Mood Swings. I think Mood Swings is going super, but I don't think Mood Swings is as strong at 1,200. So it just comes a time for me, BJ. It's pretty self-explanatory. Um, I'm $2.55. My only concern with Comes a Time is it's three from 20 and one from yeah, 10 at the 1200 so yeah yeah just that exactly right the clap it yeah. needs the clap so um it needs the clap <laughs> it needs the clap so but it, in saying that i do think since it's gone to michael grant them it's improved uh a length or two and that should be enough to probably not just win this but win three or four more races i think in the it's, in the coming it's just it's been one of those horses who's run into a lot of strong races comes a time yeah so all yeah. the form around it is excellent it's run into a lot of smart horses so but this is its race on Saturday. i've got it marked 250 270 mm -hmm. 280 around at the moment if uh this is its race 
Um, yeah, even luck for even luck from a low draw. I think comes a time wins this and uh, and uh, just needs that to uh, just needs that knockout punch and uh, gets an opportunity to display that on Saturday. Yep, I'm with you. Um, I'm about two fifty as well. I'd love three dollars plus for a bet, but I'll probably happily jump in at the two eighty if I need to. But um, we'll wait and see what's thrown up late. There's going to be a blowout. It will be the bottom horse, Queen of Soul. Just from that, um, if it can park on their backs and sprint, Simon yep. Miller is a gun at getting horses off. Sort of this. 40 to 80 day range to sprint without the trial. Um, yeah, we saw it with Platinum Bullet recently. We saw it. Uh, pa- Speaking, pans down. How's the seven? How's seven dollars pans down late? Yeah, you, you would you would have been involved in that, I reckon. Yeah, I didn't get that kind of price, but yeah, that was six six sixty six eighty. Yeah. Bet last fair, last yeah. minute or so, yeah. The power of the exchange. I just sat back there. I'm not going to bet in this race and tune on with a minute to go. And you, that's an unnecessary trumpet, isn't it? But um, yeah. Yeah, could, could win, win, wouldn't it? Hands down. Yeah, you, you felt you felt pretty good when Zebel crossed Acromantula. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought the run of Acromantula was super as well to get off its back and still be able to pop in and hold second. I thought that was a well, well, and that, that's, that, that that brings us back to mood swings as well. Like yep. when Acromantula got off the fence, that meant that um, Express Time um, got into a bit of strife, and that and. Mood swings, Jordan Turner, he was just never out of trouble from that that moment in the race. And Paddy Carberry was able to come around him on pans down, put him in a pocket. And Mood Swings was was jog trotting, couldn't get out. And um, it was a really it wouldn't have beaten the winner, but should have finished a lot closer to pans down. But um, just those moments, those sliding doors moments in races where one thing happens and it impacts impacts another horse. I know Tommy Johnston tried uh, made a strong case for mood swings and uh, horse went really really well but it's interesting though just those slight changes in a in a formation of a race and then all of a sudden your horse looks from looks like it's landed in a world perfect position to be in all sorts so uh, good run mood swings but i'm with you i think he's more effective uh, at a thousand especially when you take on a horse like comes a time i think the 1200 comes a time is the superior thoroughbred did you do, did you go back and have a look at mood swings as uh 1200 meter runs because i went back and and I do think it was a little bit more susceptible. It obviously has one at 1,200. Um, I do think it's more susceptible at the 1,200. But sometimes as the horse matures, they can handle the trip. So sure. that's yeah. I, that's the only reason I'm not – like with the comes a time, $2.80, it, it's a bet, but I'm not yeah. going to go over the top because I do have proper respect for mood swings. And, and to be honest, mood if swings? mood swings – I was 5.20. It's currently about 5.50. So I'm not going to save. I'm not going to back a 5.20 and a um, – a five fifty and a two dollar eighty pop, and then have Queen of Soul beat me. Um, that's a bit silly. Um, so I hello. Where were we, Terry? We just uh, <laughs> the joys of uh, modern technology. We just we just had a cutout on our Zoom feed, so we just uh, you were celebrating. The, you were celebrating the winner queenship too loudly. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's yeah. nice to it's nice that Clint um, gave us well, a little nibble, we, nibble we after something, yesterday. Yeah. Gee, I took some of the $3.20 this morning, so I feel like a bit of a goose at the $4.40. That's why you should always shop on Betfair late, BJ. The better yeah, prices, Betfair I tell exchange. you what. Yeah, it took some. Yeah, don't uh, forget about the Betfair exchange, betfair.com.au. So wrapping up race seven, the Amelia Park handicap in a bow. Comes a time, does look the winner, but uh, Terry, uh, we were just talking about, before we got cut out there, we were just talking about a punt price for mood swings. Uh, I think you said five fifty. did you? No, Finally? that's just my price. I will yep. save mood swings at eight plus. Like it's unlikely I'll get there. But if, if it does wobble to something wild and in saying that, if the fence is off, mood swings got barrier one and probably won't lead. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'll assess on the day, but I, I'm the blinkers are pretty much on for comes a time. Yeah, me too. 
All right. Well, we've ripped. This is only how good is it? Eight race card at Ascot on Saturday. It's been a while since we had an eight race. We've nines, mm. tens. And I, I haven't even I haven't even really looked at race one, so it's a seven race card for me. Tell you what, tell you what, though, <laughs> yeah. it's all about Mount Barker Cup Day, though, isn't it? Oh, it's gonna be big. Oh, Mount Barker Cup Day. What, what time? That- do you, what time? Do you reckon the meeting's called off? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you reckon the sprinklers burst yet? <laughs> oh dear, like, yeah. Actually, in all fairness, we have to. Everyone keep a close eye on Twitter leading mm. up into uh, Mount Barker Cup Day because, as we know, anything and everything can happen at uh, at Mount Barker leading into a feature day. That is for sure and certain. But Terry, what's uh, what's the time for? It's time for the goss. It's time for the the Tim Gossage. Actually, it's time for the the get <laughs> the out sausage. stakes. It's time for Gostradamus. It's, it's time for the Get Out Stakes. S-T-E-A-K-S. Who are they proudly brought to us by, BJ? Okay, the extremely popular Get Out Stakes brought to us by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located out at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs a show, swing pass, say day. Timmy and his team will look after you. That is for sure and certain. Uh, spend some money out at the Market City Meats as well because Timmy's just Tight launched asses. into Timmy's just launched into a couple of yearlings with with Dan Morton, so he uh, needs to keep reinvesting. So the more we invest in uh, Market City Meats, the more that Timmy can <laughs> reinvest in his thoroughbreds. But no, Timmy, champion bloke, um, lover of WA racing, and um, yeah, if you can get out to Market City Meats and support our sponsors, that is uh, that is something that uh, we really look forward to. Now we have to discuss a bit of controversy. Controversy, Terry. Mm. Okay. So let's just lay it out for the listeners. So last week's 100 episode 115, Get Out Stakes winner was Glenn Jones. Okay. So Glenn Jones and Tim Jardine were both the 0. Pig. Point, 0. Yes, Slippery that's Pig. That's his name. No, yeah. the pig. That's actually his yeah. name. I've, one of my, you know, Connor, he's, uh, yeah. Yeah, he used to teach with him, I think, or something. The pig. He's quite, the a, pig. He's quite a pig, I believe, as well. Right, right. Yeah, okay. So, so. They were both 0.21 lengths away from the all-in-red official margin. Uh, however, under the Sam White rule, first in best dressed, Glenn was declared the get-out stakes winner. Now, Glenn got his entry in about two or three hours ahead of Tim. Uh, and so, Tim, yeah, obviously very, very unlucky to uh, to win, but not win in a way. So, but uh, Glenn Jones, he, uh, he secured the... The gourmet beef package from Market City Meats, but just just to remind everyone how important it is to be first in, and also the two decimal places is super important as well because um, we go off the Racing Australia two decimal place results, and of course Racing Australia had all in red 0.91 lengths. Glenn Jones uh, was uh, and Tim Jardine were both the same margin away, but Glenn got in first, therefore he gets the stakes. Simple as that, clear as mud. But anyway, let's move on to this week's edition of the Get Out Stakes. Now that we've sorted all that out, race eight at Ascot on Saturday. Uh, let us know who you think will win at the 1-1 pod on Twitter. Decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred, uh, suggested, strongly suggested, and we can never, ever forget the all-important Sam White rule, which uh, determined the result last Saturday. What's the Sam White rule again, Terry? Uh, first, pass the best in dressed. Exactly. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Race eight, the Crown Towers handicap, 72 plus over the 1,600 metres, the get-out stakes. What were your thoughts on the uh, on the lucky last, Guru? Um, oh, many, many thoughts. I'm, I'm full of thoughts. Uh, 
I like, uh, I'm trying to punt on race two at Pinjarra at the same time. You can tell I'm multitasking, yeah. can't you, the way I'm talking. That's right. That's why I threw to you so I could have a yeah. better as well. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be backing. Um, the money's hard to come though, unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, we'll have a... Anyway, uh, race number eight. I really like. Uh, I don't really like. I like Bruce. I like Bruce here. I want to keep like things Bruce. pretty. Uh, I want to keep things pretty simple um, in the last race. There's a lot of horses who can run good races from off the speed, but Bruce gets a really nice map here. Um, you got Maginica in one, and you've got Big Butter Boom in seven. They're probably the can the horses that could take Bruce on. But I think being outside Maginica, he'll be able to push and and take the front from Maginica. And then if yes. he's ag- aggressive enough, Chris Palm's aggressive enough, I think he, he can just t- tell Jade to stay on the breeze. And look, when Bruce is out in front, rolling along, getting it his own way, he's a very hard, hard horse to catch. Uh, I thought very his last run was super. Yeah. I thought his last run was super when Chris had to, um, when they went back to 1400 and from the wide gate, he was forced to sort of go back and hit the line nicely, still ran top three. Uh, prior start, the bar shoe went on when he was brave alongside Chevelle de Varga and, and the start before that, he, he was given a soft lead like he, he may get here um, and he dominated him uh, that day. So back up to the mile. Uh, he's down a kilo from his last run and for me, this is an easier race. Uh, I'm just going to take luck out of the equation. If the pressure comes and he finds himself in the wrong spot, then it's obviously going to be difficult. But if I'm getting five dollars bruce uh i'm three dollars thirty roughly that's that's enough for me bj he, he, he's the one i'm happy to be on in the last i was four dollars and i thought that might have been a bit long actually so when the markets re- were released and they sort of shaped i was like, oh, okay all right so yeah i could have easily had him 350 something like that um just just with the he's just a vastly superior horse when he finds the rail is bruce almighty and for him to perform as well as he did last start when he was completely unsuited, three wide with cover, um, was behind Resort Man was excellent. So uh, Bruce Almighty on top, I'm with you, straight to the front. Um, who can run him down? Will it be? I thought Weapon Sun's going really well for Lindsay Smith, but he's going. Where's he going to get from from twelve? Brad Parnham. He's going to be back and needing to make up a. Was was Weapon Sun a moral beaten last start? Uh, I think Resort Man won very well, but yeah. Weapon Oof. Sun was going to go very close. I can see how Weapon oh. Sun will be popular here. It's just, as you said, Barrier 12 is a real, uh, a real sticking point for, for Weapon Sun. You can make a case for a bunch of these. E always up yeah, to a mile. I, That's It's a massive watch with E always up to the, the biggest, mile. I think the biggest danger to Bruce Almighty is Dom to shoot for mine. Um, yeah, I'm, see, I'm 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 chucking the pen through him, just yep. until I just until I see more, and um, that's probably the wrong. I'll probably regret that pen. I'll look for some whiteout probably after the race, BJ. Um, yep. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Two two starts ago, third to Pro Consent, the Spruker went back to last from gate eleven in the Pinjarra Mile. His late splits were good. He's only beaten four lengths on the line. Uh, holds a more prominent running position from three. I think Dom Deschutes the the big danger to uh, Bruce Almighty for mine. But I'm I'm Bruce Keane, Dom Deschutes. Interested to see what the pri- what the market does with him. Before we leave this race, Terry um, Stafford's lad was scratched from the Detonator Stakes last Saturday because Dan Morton was uh, thought as though a uh, flight to Melbourne so Staffords could um, embark on a Adelaide Cup campaign was was on the cards. However, that flight fell through. So going to go around on Saturday and maybe do the quick backup into the Bunbury Cup the following Saturday. That's why the Staffords lad back to a ratings race 1600 is, is on the cards there on, on Saturday. So he's going to get hopefully get that run into him on Saturday and then maybe quick back up into the Bunbury Cup the following Saturday for Staffords lad. Very good. Very good. Yep. 
All right, so let's take a break and we'll be back with our Betfair Best, our Maddies and our Lays for Ascot 1000 Guineas Day. Okay, we are back with our Betfair Best betting proposition of the day for Ascot 1000 Guineas Day. Made a mess of that. <laughs> Guru, who is your Betfair Best for Saturday? Well, who's you should be asking who's the kiss of death. Um, I reckon I'm about... I remember, I reckon about six weeks ago, I said to you, BJ, I reckon I've got about five or six bests up in a row. The moment, <laughs> the moment I said that, my next six have all got rolled. I picked my baby blue jean last week. I didn't even back it because it was below my price. Um, and yeah, I uh, that obviously didn't go too well. So I apologize to uh, Clint and Adam again. We'll go with secret deploy, mainly because uh, I've got a little bit of Brad's $4.20 and that's, uh, that's, probably, that's probably all I'll be able to get on because I don't think the price... May recover to what I require, but um, yeah, we'll go with race three, number eight, secret deploy, even though I, I might not back it. My Betfair best is race six, number one, fine romance in the Ascot 1000 guineas. All right, madness, $21 plus or 20 to one in the old at the time of recording. What do you got, Terry? This is, this is, well, this should be my best of the day. Um, I really like Fine Romance. I'm with you there, BJ. As I said, I'm backing both of these horses, but uh, race yeah. six, number nine, Constant Dreaming. Um, I'm really excited each way. I love them when they're about 30 to one. I've got them single figures. So each way, Constant Dreaming. I think I'll be having something on at that price mm-hmm. as well. My my Maddie, we're going to get in early. We spoke about this horse in the preview. Number seven, Penny on the Queen has just drifted out into Maddie territory. Currently $21 can run a race at a price. Yeah. I like that. I like that. All right. Well, we've got there. You can go pick up the kids.